I'm woken up at three in the morning, four in the morning. Uh, the police from three different, four different fucking towns, Flossmore, Homewood, Thornton, and Glenwood, I think, to bring us all in because there's been a quick mart robbery. I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. David get a little saucy, so be forewarned, your sensitivity is not their problem. The Literate Ape Cast is for people who can handle both their liquor and their gag reflex. This is a very special episode of the Literate Ape Cast. Sort of like a very special episode of blossom or your favorite 80s 90s tv shows where they would do those very special episodes except here no one's getting pregnant no one's getting raped no one's addicted to drugs or uh uh no dose which is what jesse spana was on speak for yourself don will be in the corner getting high on everything he can get his hands on markers glue band-aids lead paint uh his own magnanimous existence uh we have with us today my younger brothers eric himmel and stephen himmel broadcasting eric is broadcasting from saint john indiana no where are you yeah saint john indiana uh and then stephen is in las vegas just a few quick red lights away from don so as we record this, it is Harry's, my son Harry's first birth, Earth first birthday. Jesus Christ. Time sure does fly. Fuck off. It's his fourth birthday today. And last night as I was putting him to bed, I asked him, you know, I was saying like, tomorrow's your birthday. Are you excited? He said, yeah, makes, you know, that, that kind of uh, pillow talk. And I asked him what he was most looking forward to uh, being a four-year-old. And the first thing he said by the what, way, what? I, I I just want to point out that 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 your the pillow talk that he has with Harry is quite similar to the pillow talk he has with Katie. It's like, mm. so how do you feel, Katie, being four years old? You know, I mean, it's 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 really creepy and uncomfortable. But I just wanted to point it out. So Harry said, but Harry said, the, the first thing he said was, "I'm looking forward to being a big brother." That's a paraphrase. He didn't present it in a complete sentence, but. He's looking forward to being a big brother. The second thing he said was that he wants to go to Las Vegas. Hand to God. So awesome. there's that. Bring, bring him here. So yeah, Stephen and I will take him. We'll take him to some of the uh, the higher end brothels. Um, yeah. yeah. We'll show him around Spe- some of the strip clubs. That's the cool thing is he's still young enough that you could probably be like, sorry, I'm babysitting or whatever and walk into Glitter <laughs> Gulch and have no problem. Yeah. <laughs> So we, Katie is pregnant, as you guys know, and we're having a boy, as you guys also know. So when we found that out, my immediate thought went to our, our lives together as brothers. I'm the oldest of the three of us. It's me, Eric, you're three years younger than me, Stephen, you're five years younger than me. Um, Eric, you had a late birthday, so you got 
not held back, but like we started you late or whatever, like mom and dad started you late in kindergarten. So you were, you and Steven, though, two years apart in age, were a year apart from each other in school. Right. We were 16 so, months apart uh, birth wise, but er- Eric was like in the oldest, he was the oldest in his class. Right. And I, I was one of the younger ones. I school late, just to be clear. I was not held back. Shout out to David Barnett in kindergarten. Because <laughs> David Barnett was held back in kindergarten. So I have this image. I have this image. And, and this is the first time I've actually met Eric. But now I, I have this image that, that that this is all a big excuse because he's because see one of the things you guys don't know. I don't know if you listen to the Apecast, but it's one of my routinely funny jokes to me is that Harrison is retarded. Um, and that's because he can't speak in full sentences. He talks gobbledygook. He runs into shit. He pisses on things like a retarded person. But he's getting it out of the sounds retarded. Like a drunk person. Well, or retarded. You know, Corky or Foster Brooks. You pick. <laughs> but maybe I'm thinking maybe Eric is the gene, the retarded gene that Harry is. No, because I think no, this Eric- whole 16 month thing is an excuse. No, Eric. They, the, you will learn tonight that these two treat me like a retard. And I will say this humbly, although I am quite a bit smarter than both of them. Oh, Here, wait. Here's the thing. And taller. Yes. Eric is taller than all of us. He's what, 6'3? Wait, why are you smarter? He is. Well, let me what? say, yeah. Eric in, is. In what way? In Eric what is way? book smarter. Eric was always. Yeah. Better in school, he was the he got straight A's, honor roll, and all that. All that. That's shit. because he was older than all of his classmates. That's that's I, yeah, that's part of. But Eric was also he was just more studious than Stephen and I were. And there is Eric's not the the retarded one of us. Eric's got the recessive the recessive gene between the <laughs> two of us. Um, like Stephen, I mean, perfect example. Stephen and I, like I'm I'm a writer. Stephen's a magician. Eric is a financial advisor and he's really good at it, but world's difference. Yeah. And we were, it's not surprising like to see that you and I have gone into that creative creative. I mean, Eric couldn't make gun sounds when he was a kid. Like Eric just didn't have that, that really creative mind, not saying you're not creative, but you weren't living in your own magical realm like david and i were reality reality eric your mic sucks right now yeah Yeah, your mic sucks hey eric do me a favor is that better or no that's better that's that's better are you on your phone or computer computer that's fine yeah so eric would you would you do i'm retarded yeah, could you do me? Could you do me a favor now? Just since we're here, and I hate that we're beating up on Eric a little bit, but could you make I a know, gun sound? Like- could you make a gun sound for me? Well, n- yeah, now he's got it. Okay, now he's got it. I just want um, to make sure. But that, that's but that that's so only bad, after yeah. years and years of public school where he learned how, what a gun sounds like. <laughs> well, but this is this is what's funny is that like I feel like we just we automatically like slipped into Stephen and I ganging up on Eric. And that's not <laughs> the point of this. This is not fair. But what, what I'm trying it's to do natural. is set. It's but it's natural. It's like but I'm trying to set the tone of the relationship that we had as brothers. And there was right. 
um, I don't, it's not an Eric or a David and Stephen versus Eric, because that's not it. Because for a part of being um, the older brother here with the two of you guys is I feel or felt uh, that I was disconnected, that you guys were always closer to each other than I was closer to either of you. Because you guys were in junior high together, right? Or at least high school together. Yeah, but Eric wanted nothing to do with me. And David wanted nothing to do with me. Okay, so yeah, let's let's get into this. So before we get into like the, um, well, no, let's yeah, let's just go there. Um, Eric, what, how what did was it make I like? you feel? How did it make you feel that your mm-hmm. older brother wanted nothing to do with you? How did that make you feel? I'm sure back in the day it didn't make me feel good. One of the things that I wrote here. The good and and bad older brother is distant. Didn't like me, us hanging out with him and friends. So I don't think he liked Stephen hanging out with his friends either. But that's a normal big brother I, thing. I agree. That's what I'm so it didn't bother me. Because here's the other thing is that Eric, you're also a big brother. You know? You're and a you big brother and Stephen a little said. brother. Yeah. And Steven said, and Eric didn't ever want me hanging out with him. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm so is that why you became a magician, Stephen? Was because you felt invisible, so you figured you just might go all the way with it. I never felt invisible. No, um, he was too fucking loud and troublesome to be invisible. <laughs> and and my mom loved me. I got I was doted upon by by many people because I was the youngest. Our parents loved him to a fault. Uh, too much to a fault is my. I got away with a lot of shit, a lot of shit. And, and not even just like got away with it, you know, from my parents, but like, like legally, I I got away with a lot of shit uh, because, because my father being an attorney and getting me out of, out of jams um, and you know, that white privilege, white privilege. Exactly. That's what I was going so I, I wouldn't, um, David and I have had this conversation for about five years. Uh, the recurring theme is you can say white privilege, but I think it's more furs and diamond privilege. Well, it's we weren't diamonds. We were fur. No we diamonds. were fur and yeah. an attorney privilege. Okay. So, oh, well, yeah. the, gosh, well, such a difference from someone who has none of that class privilege and has never had it. So I get it. Well, Don, if you had been I'm just Jewish as white. instead of if if you had been Jewish instead of Irish, you would have been a whole lot better off. So that's Very on true. you, buddy. Everybody knows that. That's true. The mix that's we, we are we are the uh the low end of the white pole. It's true. Like <laughs> we can't be out in the sun for too long or digest milk, but we have money. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I, I want to know, like, wh- what is it that, that little brothers need? Like, what did you guys need or want from me? Well, that he did not I provide mean, that I, yeah, that I, well, no, just in general, like what do little brothers need? It's hard to say exactly. Um, because when you're a kid, you don't think about, Oh, what do I, what do I want from my big brother? So it's I'm looking back really- on it then analyze the, the relationship. I mean, we wrestled a lot. 
So I needed that physical connection to my brothers. Yeah, that, homo, that homoerotic, uh, homoerotic yeah. sort of thing going on. Yeah, yeah, sure. But I also, I also needed my brothers to tell me about girls. You know, I think I was into girls young because I had two older brothers that talked about girls. So, like, my first crush was kindergarten. No, preschool, Julie Goldman. <laughs> you remember her name from preschool? I, I'm, I'm still friends with her. She just had a kid with another friend of mine. Another Jew. Another yeah. Jew, yeah. Who's not really Stephen's friend. Yeah, Aaron? <laughs> Oh, See, like I this mean, is this is what I'm talking. Like these, two, they know what they're talking. I have no idea who Julie Goldman is or this friend. That, well, because because of that that age difference. Yeah, like, I mean, we you you moved out of the house in 1997. I was in seventh grade when you moved out. Yeah. So I had 13 years with you. It's weird right. to think about that because, yeah, I mean, you're pushing 40. We've only we only lived together for 13 years. That's weird mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when you think about it. So looking back, like, Eric, what do you what do you think that let, let me re, let me reframe the question. Uh, other than like just hanging out with me and my friends or Stephen, you know, you hanging out with Eric and his friends. What did you guys want from me? Like, was it just attention? Like, we, just attention. Oh, my God. Attention. Yeah. Play with me. Let's hang out. Yeah. Play guns with me. Play X-Men with me. Play video games with me. Show me attention. Eric, sure. what do you, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, being caring, being protective, supportive, playful, right? Which you hit on, um, understanding, you know, you missed as just Thinking back about what you just said about the age difference, you missed all of, or you weren't living at home, all right. of my high school. Yeah. All of Stevens High School. Those are seriously formative years. Very formative. Yeah. So I, I was a junior high kid trying to hang out with you in high school. Stephen was a junior high kid with me at the same school trying to hang out with my friends, right? So it's such an interesting yet different dynamic between you and me and me and Steven. But from a big brother point of view, you hands down were playful and we enjoyed the playful. Yeah, I mean, we, we did, like we did, we wrestled a lot. Like Steven's bedroom was a perfect square and the way it was set up, like his, we had, we had a four sided ring in Steven's bedroom and <laughs> And with we would play yeah, with the bed and, and we would, we would wrestle like every night and we would be like different. Like I would be whatever, whoever your favorite wrestler was at the time. Somebody like, would always get hurt. Someone would always get hurt. We all had our secret Mom. moves. Eric had the chin where he would dig his chin into your <laughs> pressure points. Chin right in the back. Oh, oh, it was the fucking worst. I had, um, I think right no barriers where I would just I would drop my pants and fart on their faces. Yes, bare ass. That's, you, you did that to Eric. You never did that to me. You only <laughs> did that to Eric. Did you call it no barriers? Yeah. Like, no barriers. I would call, call it, it out. Yeah. Like yeah. WWF style. Like, like no, chance. you know, no barriers. And yeah. Yeah. Do we know Stephen had a move or no? Stephen had the yes. Stephen was kissy. Because <laughs> he was a because he was the baby and he would like when he was really young and, and cute. Stephen was the fucking cutest kid that ever walked this earth. <laughs> the cutest, but yeah, he would like. David, we, David took me to show and tell one time. I took him to show and tell him when I was in first grade. Stephen was two, 
Well, let's see. In first grade, you're how old? Seven, six or seven? Seven, seven years old. So Stephen would have been two. And he escaped my classroom and ran into the second grade classroom with the meanest teacher, Mrs. Fitzgerald. And she like brought him in like, like he was a a flaming bag of, of diaper shit. And I was like, is this somebody's child? (laughs) We're like, oh, there he is. And then, yeah, he was my fucking show and tell project. I I just, (laughs) just because I'm not one of the brothers, I have a younger sister, but I I have to tell this story just because I'll be real quick about it. Cause you remind me, it was you holding up the baby. I had a, I had a theater in Chicago for about 15, almost 20 years. Um, and at one point, my sister, when she'd had her youngest child, uh, she had just had him. So he was maybe a year old, not even a year. He wasn't even a year. And they came to Chicago to see shows. And we were doing a show at the time called The Gong Show. It's a midnight show. And, and you know, we just randomly got whatever fucking assholes we could find to come up and do acts. I mean, I remember that, once. Like a variety type show? Yeah, just like the gong show when Chuck Barris is basically we had three judges, we had an actual gong, and then you performed. I remember Patrick Brennan and I literally slapped each other in the face until they gonged us. I mean, that was the kind of weird, and people paid to see this shit. Well, my sister <laughs> wants to join. She wants to perform, and she would do a thing called Fat Rude Baby, and she would take her child and take, and take, the, uh, take the diaper off and you know, hold the baby up, you know, and here's the, the fat genitals and the ass. And it's like fat, rude baby. And she would, that was what she wanted to do. And she was a little drunk, I'll admit. But what she didn't realize was that the girls that were watching her child upstairs in the apartment didn't really know anything about babies. So when my sister took the diaper off, Ryan had apparently shat like this green, shit and he was covered shit, yeah. his yeah. whole he was covered in green shit well she didn't know this so she's waving this shitty ass baby in the face of an audience <laughs> that have no idea she's going fat room baby and the audience is just like mortified because it's it's a <laughs> shitty ass baby it is so i just had to share that because it made me laugh <laughs> i think this um i think steven you brought it up that i i I left in 97. I missed you guys' high school years, those formative years. The other thing that was forming, that was very formative for you guys at that time, is that mom and dad were essentially breaking up. Well, Eric was in college for that. No. I, I was okay. no. That's So I picked up magic. What, what Eric? Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. He, he said that they were starting to break up then, which was true. I remember mom... Yeah. So yeah, go ahead, yeah. David. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, no, I, I mean, I, I was in eighth grade when mom like first dropped whatever it was. I, I don't remember exactly what it was now, but like something where and dad made a scene about it. And I went over to Nani and Poppy's house next door to talk to them about it was just I, it was very strange. And then like that was that was it. Like that was the whole like end of. The divorce discussion. Like a fish or something? I think she left a note, like a letter, like she wrote dad, like a dear Don, a dear John letter and left it in the van form. So when he got, when he went to go to work, there's a fucking mm-hmm. note. Well, of course, dad didn't go to work after reading this letter. He's like, what the fuck? So he comes back in. He's like, Jesus Christ. I f- 
flip out or whatever and go over to 95. I'm like, hey, family's falling apart. I don't know. But I still feel like I was, for the divorce, I was safely away because by the time the divorce happened, like I was even out of college, you know, I was, I was working and I had a job, I had graduated. Um, but do you remember, was, yeah, yeah go ahead. Do, do you remember mom not sleeping in dad's bed? Do you remember her, both of you guys? No. Remember her sleeping in my bunk? No. No, Stephen does. All right. So now you must, you, now, now that you bring that up, I do. Yeah. So, tell, so that, David, tell that story, Eric, because I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah, tell the story. I don't know if it's as much a story as just my recollection of it and just trying to put this timeline together because it's interesting, too, how family members, especially us in this case, remember things differently, right? So it's nice to hear. How do you remember it, Stephen? How do you remember it, David? It's, it's fun to hear. So I remember fights through the walls. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I, uh, I remember mom would sleep on my top bunk, but I never really remembered them fighting. Like, that's the interesting thing. One thing I do remember, which was later, David, you were home, I think, for college. Do you remember taking me saying mom's on a phone with some dude? Do you remember this? And us taking dad's like microphone listening type device that like, I know dad and all this shit, right? This is audio like, recorder. It, well, it, it, right. It, it makes the sound clearer and louder. And we went out. Oh, it wasn't, it wasn't dad's. It was, it was a, do you remember, um, I do, she was out on the patio. She was out on the patio talking to some, I said, David, I think mom's like talking to some dude. I don't know who the fuck it is, but because I think I had answered and he said something. And I'm like, who's this? Because I was always very protective of mom too, as I was of Steven. Um, but anyway, so I'm like, you know, who is this? You can't talk to my mom. So they were talking, no cell phones back then, mind you, on the house phone. And I remember picking up and listening and then they heard me. So I hung up. David, you were home for whatever reason, and we had that sonar listening thing. And what that sonar listening thing was, uh, do you remember Spycraft? Yeah. It was like a toy in like the late 80s, early 90s, where like they would sell like a camera that looked like a good and plenty box, but you could, you know, it was like a, a with 110 film, you know, yeah. <laughs> like super thin camera. It was a spy, a spy tech or whatever the fuck it was called. Steven, do you remember that or no? That machine? Spy. Yeah. Okay. I had some. Just, I had some spy toys, but Spycraft doesn't. Or Spycraft, spy tech. I don't. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, but you yes, confronted I, mom, David. I think. I, I do. I'm. I'm. It's coming back. This is. Yeah. This is fascinating. It's coming back to me a little bit. This is going to be fun for them to listen to. Uh, well, we yeah, only have seven mom, listeners. Mom we have literally seven <laughs> listeners, and your parents aren't either one of them. I mean, we mom even listens got, because we, mom, no, Don, mom listens because she tells me every week, you and Don need to stop fucking swearing so much. Yeah. All right. All right. That's fair. You know what? That's fair. My mom doesn't listen and she sometimes doesn't even read what I write because she's like, I read the thing, but I had to, I had to just sort of like mentally block out the F words. It's like, all right. Okay. So, I mean, this mom, is what's mom great. dropped like, an F bomb the other day. It was pretty funny. Yeah. I, well, yeah. That's that's a discussion for another day, <laughs> Eric. Sure that I'm yeah, I want to be sure. Thank you, thank you. I want to be sure that we get the both sides of the story here too. So to level it out, I also remember and David. I feel like maybe it was you, Stephen, that Keep woman going. that that yep. would drive down our street. Yep. that you, David? That would drive yep. down our street. It's like little Mexican woman. Here's a few other little tidbits. One, when I worked at the movie theater, she used to come in there. 
and see huh? me. I huh? swear. And I'd be like, yep. you know my, you know my dad. No, I don't. Short, long black hair, a little plastic shoulders, glasses. Keep going. That little like brown Taurus or some nonsense. Yep. Or like a yep. Camry, I feel like. Or a Corolla, Camry. some shit. Yeah. Yep. Some some nondescript Japanese car. Go on. You don't remember any of this. You must have been David I. Why would you have I really was in my own world. I, I was so unaware of so much stuff. Sure. He showed up to the fucking, to a Friday night service at Temple. Yep. You know, and dad introduced us to her as this is whoever, Dana German. I don't think that was her name, but whatever. No, because that's my uh, wife. And he was like, she's thinking of joining the temple. And I can remember thinking. I'm pretty sure your dad did not date my wife. And I am also equally sure my wife is not a short squat Mexican woman with glasses. So I'm, I'm just saying, <laughs> well, just for I, clarification's sake, just want to make sure we know. And of course, there's no possible way that there's more than one person named Dana German in the entire United States. It's, I'm sure it wasn't Dana German, but anyway, her name is An- Anita Boilermaker. How about that? Sure. Yeah, but, but you I, have to so say, it, no, but no, you have to say it again, but you have to say it with a Spanish accent, like Eli Wallach in the dirt, good, the good, bad, and the ugly. Uh, so dad introduced us to this woman who was, we'd seen around and she's at temple one Friday night and he introduces, I, I don't know if you guys were there, but I, I was there and dad said, this is Anita Boilermaker. And she's thinking of joining the temple. And I remember shaking her hand because that's what you do when you meet somebody and thinking, why the fuck? fucking hell do i care about who is thinking about joining the temple and why is dad like the rush chair of temple anshe sholem it felt very odd to me and not long after that eric she was driving down our street really slowly you and i were out on the on the driveway you were no no we were playing basket we were playing baseball we were using the the, the garage was closed as the, as a pitchback and with a tennis ball, we would like hit into Carl Zeman's yard, which is across the street. So we were just playing baseball. And she drove, she was driving really slowly. And we're like, who the, that's that, that's that fucking lady we keep seeing everywhere. Anita Boilermaker. Yes, Anita Boilermaker. Yes. And then she okay. like, so I just like, went, okay, that was I, weird. I, well, wait a minute, get, hang on, hang on. And then she drove, she drove through again. And you and I, Eric, were like, I don't know what the, I'm paraphrasing here, but we looked at each other and went, fuck this shit and took our bats and chased her down Barry Lane. She sped up, blew through the stop sign. And we were hauling ass like a Kenyan in the marathon with bats in our hands, ready to beat the, cause we're like, there, there's something going on. Get yeah. the fuck away from our family. You creepy little lady. That had, would that have been high school? What? I bet it was. You were in high school and I was in junior high. That if it sense. was, it would have been like, I would have been like a freshman or like eighth grade or something. Like it was. Yeah, I would have been yeah. so, so unaware of this stuff. Yeah. I would have been in fourth or fifth grade at the time. I just um, want to clarify. Okay, go ahead. I yeah, want to clarify yeah. that your, your Mexican accent is far more Antonio Banderas, who is an actual, he is actually Hispanic. Um, I, I did specific, I was very specific that I wanted it to be Eli Wallach, who is a Jew, um, who played a dirty Mexican in the good, bad, and the ugly. And the way he would have said it was, Anita Boilermaker. Oh yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I'm not one to defame, uh, my people. 
<laughs> so, you know, except for all of them, given the opportunity. Go ahead. I have a question. I have a question for both Eric and Steven along the lines. Uh, Wait a minute. Hang on. Hang oh, on. Eric, do you, have, do you have a button for this? Oh, he's got a button. Oh, that. my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just got to close it. When I was getting we my her. we killed her. We mounted yes. her head. It's on you chased, you chased this poor woman with baseball bats. <laughs> we gave, we gave you gotta have a button her, for it. We gave Stephen her tan Toyota Corolla as a as a wedding gift. We've been hanging on it for all these years. It was yeah. It all it all worked out for the best. Yeah. At Governor's State, when I was working on my masters, I saw her there. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. So she crossed my path again. Did you and, say anything, or like, did she look at you weird, or anything? Like what? Did you speak to her like Eli Wallach? What I recall, I say, Anita Boyer, <laughs> you know, do you recognize me? And she acted like she didn't. I said, you know exactly who I am. Yeah. Really? Do that? Yeah. I'm like, well, it's good to see you. Good luck. I, I imagine that's what I did. Don't pull me. That's I what you did. Me. Yeah. So that's, that's fucking thank crazy. You, Don, thank you, Dave. Let me sure remember this is about David and Harry. It's Harry's birthday. So well, no, right. no, this is this is about us. I mean, but this is like because because here's the thing: it's like there are there are moments that happen to brothers that the parents can't have anything to do with, except for the fact that maybe our parents were having affairs all over the fucking place. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but like there are these moments that the brothers have that they're thrown in or that are just presented upon them that force them to have this bond to, to get each other's back versus like the usual, you know, like dad used to say to us all the time when we would fight, you guys are supposed to be each other's best friends, your brothers, blah, 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 blah. blah. And I would remember hearing that thinking that's fucking insane. I don't like either of these dick bags. They're, you know, Steven is seven. I'm, 12 why the fuck would i be best friends with a seven-year-old you know like it just didn't make it makes sense to me now as an adult i i get where he was coming from but it's it's hard to to to, to i don't know to connect in the in the way that you know your your parents want you to and to never fight because you're you're gonna fight you live with each other all the time i can remember my mom saying to us i remember saying mom eric or steven is annoying me. They're annoying me. And her saying, just ignore them. So pretend they don't exist, David, is what she was saying. Which, which it probably isn't the best advice. It's pretty terrible advice. Here's my question. Let's put David on the hot seat a little bit. Eric, Stephen, I want you to tell, and, and, and this will probably be the first time David's heard this, because apparently you guys don't have the same memories of the same shit going on in your lives at all. It's like you were all but living in three different fucking states. However, <laughs> here's what I would like, because this is partly instructional for Harry, uh, because if if you follow the eight cast, it really is uh, almost a, a, a video or a, an audio diary of David Himmel uh, finding out that his wife is pregnant and then having a kid and then dealing with those things. It's really kind of, I mean, if, if Harry gets old enough to actually decide, Hey, I want to listen to what my dad was like when I was a kid, this is going to be a really bizarre uh, trip that he takes on. But what I want you to do is think of the time your oldest brother really let you down like really botched it. Like you really, you had an expectation and he really fucked it. 
And it's something that you remember. He really blew it. And, uh, you know, I, th I think the mind has a way of filtering out a lot of bad shit. So, you know, I, I really can't think of any time that I was so disappointed in David that it left an impression. Not to say David didn't do things that were, uh, I mean, breaking into Quick Mart. I didn't break in. But, but other than that, and I didn't, never I, happened. honestly. You can't start that. the story and not tell the story. Well, David was the getaway the driver. I, that's true. <laughs> Accidental. Accidental getaway Accidentally. driver. Accidentally. He didn't know what, what okay. his friends were up to. All right. This is, oh. yes. I will tell this story. I fucking hate telling this story. And I've only told it maybe three times in my entire life. Honest to God. Because it's which, so stupid. Which thrills me to no end that we're recording it. <laughs> the one year of, of my summer camp years, those, that, that, those 10 years that I was going to summer camp, the one year I didn't go eight weeks. Uh, no, sorry. Um, it was what I had a gap year because I had to take summer school in 1995. I was 16, summer of, of my 16th year. Um, and... I just started smoking weed and I was hanging out with these kids and I had nothing to do in the summer except go to fucking summer school. And then you fuck around without structure. Like you go and you smoke weed at the Dairy Queen and you go to somebody's house and you drink a keg and smoke weed at the Dairy Queen. You go buy more weed at the Dairy Queen and finish the, like nothing good comes out of unstructured summers for teenagers. Nothing. Um, so there was one particular night where we bunch of us and, and like a bunch of our like usual friends were hanging out we we're gonna go to a drive-in movie theater and i think we went to see uh, species oh hot yeah so and then there was this pot of other this other pot of friends that was like an ancillary right is that the right word um, yeah ancillary is yeah. the right word uh -huh. um that were hanging out with us which was weird but whatever you know the more the merrier we all, there were like 12 of us. We all crammed into uh, my friend Jeff's uh, minivan. So like we hit, we paid for like three people and there were, you know, the fucking, the, the other nine were just like hiding under seats because we're high school kids and we don't want to pay more than five bucks to get in. So we go do that. After that, we're like, let's get some weed, but we couldn't find any weed. Um, but we found beer and I wasn't drinking yet. I was, I just started weed. So I didn't drink. And Everyone else was drunk and these other kids wanted to go. They were hooking up with girls. This is like all the new pod. And they're like, hey, can someone drive us to take these girls home? I was the only sober person there. And I was like, yeah, sure I can. So I borrowed my friend Jeff's car who had a personalized license plate. Sweet. And you brush, what is it? It was a brush two. A brush two. Because they own this. I shouldn't eh, fuck it. It's fine. It's whatever. It happened. It's the truth. Um, so I, I'm driving them home and they like stop me halfway. And like, Hey, Himmel, pull over, drop us off at Levitt park. We're going to hang out with these girls. I'm like, yeah. Okay. Uh, and they're like, yeah, just come back for us, you know, in like 20 minutes. Okay, fine. So I do that. I drive around the neighborhood a bit. And I come back in 20 minutes and I'm driving through this, like this alley and 
near the Quick Mart in town, which is um, on the main, like on the main drag. And one of the guys jumps out of the bushes and he's got his, he's holding his shirt as a, as a basket and it's full of, well, I didn't know at the time until he gets in the van, but it's full of, um, well, fuck it. It's full of shit. And he's like, open the door, open the door. So I like unlock the doors. They open the sliding door. This guy jumps in. The other dude jumps in with all this shit. His shirt is also a basket. The girls are nowhere to be found. I'm like, where are the girls? Like, just fucking drive. Just fucking drive. So we go. I don't know what's going on. And I'm asking them, what's going on? And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. We just uh, we just broke into the quick mart. And we, we got all these fucking pagers and cigarettes and gum and shit. So their shirts were full of <laughs> pagers, packs of cigarettes, packs of gum and i'm like uh okay so we drive back to our friend's house we all spend the night which was across the street from my house our house and i go to sleep i'm woken up at three in the morning four in the morning uh the police from three different four different fucking towns flossmore homewood thornton and glenwood i think to bring us all in because there's been a quick mart robbery. Uh, fur and diamond privilege or fur and uh, pizza privilege. Um, dad being a lawyer got, we were all juveniles. All we ended up getting, we had a screening process. Um, we all got restitution. It was off our records, but we got restitution, had to pay restitution, did like 75 hours of community service. Um but it got me in some deep, 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 deep shit. And I felt fucking horrible because it's stupid. And I, you know, if I don't know. Un, un, if, unwittingly. Yeah. If that had yeah. happened today in San Francisco, you wouldn't even have to run. <laughs> you just walk <laughs> into a goddamn. You just walk into a fucking Walgreens. They won't prosecute. They don't, they won't even arrest you mm. for less than $950 worth of, of theft. So you literally can just walk well, into a fucking Walgreens and just fill up your shirt. Fuck your shirt. Steal a bag. You steal the bag. You fill it up. Not pagers, because even Walgreens. I was going to say the challenge pagers. here is they'll fi- yeah, fucking find pagers. Walgreens with pagers. Yeah. Yeah. They even the Walgreens anyway, doesn't have CVS has pagers because they're way old school. But yeah, just fill well, the fucking bag and walk out. But they don't sell cigarettes because they're very new school. See, they sell tobacco. They, they do. No, they don't. Yes, they do. Yeah. Get the fuck out. Do they really? I, I used to buy my uh my bugler tobacco from CBS. Oh, that's funny. All right. So that was something I did that disappointed you guys. But that's actually a great question. So I got into some deep shit. Like you both had been in deep shit before. When you guys got in trouble, I can remember thinking, like Eric, when you got busted smoking pot underneath the bleachers at school in high school, I went, fucking idiot. Steven, when you what was it? Um, like put holes in Jackie what's her fuck's car or whatever the fuck that was when that awful girlfriend you had that Andrea. manipulated Andrea. You put holes in her car. I oh, before we I, get to the holes I in her car, Eric dents in her parents' car. Okay, Eric. So what? If 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 you have an answer, great. If you don't, that's fine. What what did your older brother ever do that you felt was just like beyond the pale? Like I love the way Stephen put it. Like that really disappointed you in your older brother that really left you fucking, you know, in a raft with no oars. Yeah. So at what age? 
Any age you can think of. The one that really <laughs> hurts. Start. Just list them the from the earliest yeah. to, to, to today. Yeah, yeah. Here's a, good, here's a good little one that I'm sure David remembers. I don't know if Steven does. You should. The BB gun incident with the Izzo's window. That wasn't oh, a BB gun. Wasn't that a BB was gun. That's my shot. slingshot. Thank you. All right, but no, tell that story because why did I disappoint you? You were sleeping. totally in on that. I was Eric. sleeping, so okay. I uh, I had nothing to do with that. sleep. <laughs> I just remember I remember finding out about it and going. <laughs> idiots <laughs> that was the fucking dumbest so stupid what the fuck did i think was gonna happen eric tell the story i'm there doing my homework right because i'm so studious and <laughs> my desk is sitting right by the window my room over to the izzo's house now the izzo's may i mind you wonderful enough family but not really no when they, no they so were fucking I, dicks yeah, yeah they, they still are they're dicks to yeah. dad they're assholes fuck them I, I feel bad. I feel bad that their oldest daughter died from Luke Gehrig's disease, but they're fu- that doesn't change the fact that they're fucking assholes. For context, yeah. is this Dennis the young asshole or not quite so bad? <laughs> this is this is worse because they actually like engage. <laughs> Dennis the young is just like a general prick. Uh, I don't know if Eric can even know that story, but uh, they can listen guys, to the ape cast. It's we yeah. got the story in there. <laughs> now th- these guys, the Izzos, they're just they're not. They they were never friendly. <laughs> No, they weren't. Day one, about they moved in. The, the land, you know, the, you know, the get out of our yard. Keep your, yeah, out of our yard. balls out of our yard. So anyway, my win- my bedroom window and their window is right there, like to their living room. And David's like, "Hey, let's shoot." The- this is how I remember, right? Hey, let's shoot the slingshot through the window. I probably said, I want to say I said no, but I probably didn't. I don't know. I probably I said, know. "Cool, let's do it, dude. That's a great idea." So David took the slingshot, opened up my window, took the screen out, which was very easy to do. Let me stop you right there, just real quickly, because we had in our downstairs um, dining room. This is the '90s, so my mom had a vase with fake flowers and marbles in the in the big glass clear vase, right? Oh yeah. So I I, I went and like grabbed a handful of marbles and shoot with my slingshot. And I think, I think, I don't remember exactly what my thought was at the time, but I have to think back, like, oh, we'll shoot into like a thunk and like ding dong ditch. Like, oh, what was that noise? And I think you're right. I believe that. Yeah. Like, well, I take the screen off Eric's window, the window and I lean over Eric's desk and yeah, go ahead. Finish the yeah, story. Yeah, you lean over the desk and shoots it right at the window and <laughs> shatters the whole fucking window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I just remember kind of, I, I imagine we ducked or ran back to my bed. I think I believe, I believe I had the bunk beds at the time. So probably like yeah. not under the one, right? Or whatever. And then just, I remember peeking and then hearing their door open and close. And then the clatter, 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 clatter of them walking over the doorbell rings. Hey, your idiot sons. They, I'm sure they didn't say that. Your son I'm sure they did say that. Near, you know, marble through our window. We saw them do it. We see their heads peeking out. Like, mom and dad calls down. Here's what I remember, and I believe this is where I felt disappointed or hurt. David blamed it on me. Did I really? Yeah. Oh, that, that's a Dog. dick move. Yeah, that's, that's a, a real dick move. I do that because you're a dick. Yeah. You said that. I don't believe it was long after that David came clean and was like, all right, I did it. And I'm pretty sure it's because they were screaming at me in the bedroom 
potentially about sending me to boarding school. Now I could be merging this with something else because I was a dick in junior high. I was a smart aleck. Right? Yeah, you were. Um, right? My I was mom smart and dad aleck. used to say to me, don't be like your brother. <laughs> but they would also at times say, why can't you be more like your brother? Yeah, that's, that's very confusing. Eric, wanna, Eric is a conundrum. Eric yeah, is I a did. conundrum. Well, I just want to point out that, and, and, and I have to say, just to give the credit where credit is due, um, his, his gunshot sounds were okay, but the glass breaking sound, that was fucking on par, my friend. That's because he's the one that broke the glass. No. Okay. They- <laughs> I'll have to tell, Don, I'll tell you the story about uh, when my dad shot Eric with the BB gun. Oh, yes. That was funny. But should we save that for another day? You know, save that that for another day. Yeah, because well, because here's here's how I remember the 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 is the is no window incident is. Yeah, I fucking shot them. They came over and I'm sure they had the marble in their hand. Mm -hmm. I don't remember this because we were hiding upstairs, but I'm sure they had the marble in their hand. They're like. Uh, yeah, the marble, like the one of thousands that are sitting in that glass vase right there. Yeah. Cause dad was saying like, my sons wouldn't do that. My sons, my dad was defending us, but I'm also sure dad knew in the back of his head, these fucking cunts, these idiot fucking children of mine making me look like an asshole. God damn it. But he defended us and he stood up for us. And I don't know that I would do that as a dad. I, I mean, I, I'll be challenged with it someday, I'm sure. But I think I would be like, Harry, or whatever the next kid's name is. Did you do it? You fucking did. I know you did. Shut the fuck up. All right. Yeah, I can, I can tell you did it. Yeah. But, but dad came up to the I remember dad coming up to your room and being like, guys, what the fuck? And I vaguely remember us like, denying it, denying it, denying it, and then finally coming clean. I do not remember blaming it on you. I'm not denying that I did. I believe Eric. I just believe I, Eric. I, I believe oh, yeah, Eric, yeah. sure. I, I believe, I believe all Eric's. I believe all Eric's. Yeah. <laughs> I believe David just as much as me there, right? I, it's, you know, and, and we kind of tailor things in a certain way, right? To, for We just remember things differently. It's very interesting. I, I, yeah, I... Yeah. To, to get get me back though, on my bachelor party, which was up in our um, up in the north woods of Wisconsin, our our aunt and uncle have a house up there. It was a quiet little lake, and we brought BB guns. There were like six of us that went, and we brought BB guns because it's in the woods, and we like just shoot cans or whatever. I'm on the lake. I'm wearing my my, my PFD, my life vest, getting ready to like go out on the the paddle board or some shit, and I feel this thwack on my chest and I look down, there's this little BB mark in my thing. And I look up and I can see Eric standing up from the fucking woods with the BB gun. And he's laughing his goddamn ass off. <laughs> and I'm like, you fuck. You could have easily put my eye out or like ripped my cheek <laughs> off or something. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, it's funny because nobody got hurt, but Jesus Christ. Right. <laughs> bachelor bullseye as as i refer to it david that was so funny you guys he was just out there enjoying his time with with some of his friends and just out of nowhere you hear it was loud as hell yeah it was right super loud david looks around oh david that was great and dancing darts just to finish off his bachelor and then we went then we went to the bar like the one bar in this tiny little town 
that's like all like, you know, uh, Northern Wisconsin, Michigan Peninsula, Canada, like if it had been MAGA at the time, it would have been super fucking MAGA. Yeah. And we're in there, bunch of fucking like drunk city idiots. We pumped so much money to that jukebox and loaded it with all of the race music that they would allow us, that like the jukebox would allow. <laughs> like, R&B to the, and we yeah. cleared that fucking place out. Eric and I, we ended up playing, so we're, the jukebox is going, every, the bar is ours now because everyone is cleared out. And we're doing dancing darts. You cannot throw the dart until you do like a dance move, dance up to the line and throw it. <laughs> it was fucking insane. And then we ended up like helping the bartender close the bar. We put the seats up, the chair, you know, the, the, the stools up on the bar and swept and everything. And then we went on our way back to the, to the cottage. But yeah. Can I just say how much better it would have been if Eric like rose out of the, the brush, like in a ghillie suit? I mean, it's, gun? yeah, that's basically what he did. Just minus the ghillie suit. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, All right. So the face, fun got the face paint on the face. Paint. Yeah, it's, it's like, yeah. it's like, it's like, he's, he's like <laughs> out a predator. Like he's out a predator. Yeah. He's just covered in mud. Yeah. 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 Mud of, yeah, mud of the earth. Um, oh, mud. Eric's got another story. I can see. I, yeah, I have, yeah. 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 Um, so back to the idea of disappointing things. Yeah. Disappointment. I'm disappointed that David doesn't remember that story the same way I do. But I think that's great because, because together you kind of get a full story. It's perspective, like perspective matters. There is no, truth is very fluid. Well, I tell a story and it's actually, this is actually in one of my books. My mom and I tell a story and I'll make it quick, but my mom and I tell a story. We both remember I was a kid. I think I probably was probably at 10 years old. Um, We were in Arizona mom had this shitty AMC gremlin and was going to take my sister and I to Lake Pleasant, which is in Phoenix. It's mm. just a, you know, yeah. like, and she decides to take what she calls uh, a shortcut. Now the scariest fucking thing my mom can ever say to anybody is let's go on an adventure. Cause it means there's, <laughs> there's going to be something really bad that happens. And she decides to take a shortcut. Well, there's no shortcut. There's no road. We're literally in an AMC fucking gremlin driving in just raw desert. I mean, it's just, and so we're driving and she doesn't know where she's fucking Gremlins going. weren't made for the road. much. They less really weren't. Exactly. The desert. Well, yeah. We blow, a t- <laughs> we blow a tire. Now we're out in the middle of the desert. We have no clue where we're at. This is pre-cell phone, pre-GPS, all this shit. I'm freaking out. I'm trying to figure out how to get water out of a cactus without having any idea how to do it, except that I know you can. Somebody did once. You know, so I'm trying to do that. My sister's crying. Um, my mom doesn't know what to do. So she's count. She's trying to parchment out like the sandwiches we have and how much soda we've got. And then all of a sudden we're out there. I, in, in my mind, we're probably out there for three, five hours. It was probably 30 minutes. But all of a sudden this red pickup truck comes from the opposite direction and basically rescues us. Now, my mom and I will tell the exact same story up until the point we get to who was in the red truck. Because I Mm. remember it as God is my witness. It was a Native American man, an older Native American man, who was driving this beat up red picket truck. My mother would swear on a stack of Bibles, Bibles, it was a family of four Mormons. And neither one of us (laughs) will bend on this. We will not bid. This has been years. We've been telling the story and we always get that point. And it's just, and it's amazing to me that the, the entire story is like 
point for point exactly how we both remember it. And then we get to that and it's like, no, you're fucking wrong. It was an Indian. No, it was four Mormons. It's like, ah. Wait, so it's either one Indian or four, or four Mormons. white people. Or four white people. And mom remembers the four Mormons and I remember the Indian. And that is, and neither one of us will bend. We're neither one. Of, that is a, that is a, a oh an absolutely God. unassailable note. One of us is That's wrong. Amazing. And it's my mom. Yeah. That's who's wrong. And she you know would what, say though? whatever's wrong and it's me. I come across that in magic a lot. People will be like, hey, hey, remember that, that trick you did where you threw the deck at the, the, at the window and my card was on the other side in a baby's mouth? <laughs> <laughs> and the baby was stuck to the window holding the fucking card in its mouth? And I'm like, what? Yeah, totally. That was, that was awesome. It wasn't a baby's mouth. It was an immature teenager's mouth, you dumbass. Oh, it's crazy. Eric, I mean, people just... Um, to that point, so where I said that I remember it differently, David was spot on the whole story. He was up until the way that we left. So I was completely sober. David, because I don't drink anymore. Even that weed. Um, that's funny. So <laughs> all this friends. Thank you, thank you for letting us know. <laughs> wow. I appreciate the assist there, buddy. All the listeners. All his friends left. They're like, David, we're leaving. This is boring. Like, you guys are playing darts. You and Erica are listening to your music that you like. Like, we're done with this. We're not that fun anymore. We're well, whatever. We're older. Good, great. To be fair. To be fair, like the night before, we went big the night before. Everybody else. So the next day, it was like Friday night. We just went way too big, got drunk, got high, stayed up really late. So Saturday, we're all hurting. So it was like, eh. but Eric and I were the only ones that maintained because, like, I don't know why I don't maybe he wasn't invited anyway we we stayed there and they started saying to us that we had to leave we didn't stick around with the bartender I don't think we don't had to this. leave because they didn't like the music we were playing they were tired of the music we were playing the guy came up to me he's like you guys should go these guys aren't happy. See, David, you were drunk. This makes sense. Those guys over there on the other side of the bar are not happy that you guys are playing this music. You guys are having too much, too much fun. You're too cool. Get out of our bar. You're you too cool. Town. You can't. Yeah. You out of town. With your sunglasses at night and your race music. Get out of here, hippies. I believe yeah. I believe Eric's version of it because I've actually. Totally. Yeah. I've I've recorded yeah. David drunk. I've recorded David drunk after a happy hour. He made me. He begged me to take the episode down because he was so drunk. Because it's the uh, only episode you ever begged me. He offered me money. What, he offered what me what some cheese. He'd just done his first uh, post COVID in in house happy hour with his team that he yeah. works with. And he Shit and I said, hand. and I said, dude, we can, scene. you know, we can record on another night if you got a, you know, if you got a fucking party to go to. Just, you know, we'll do it. Like, no, no, it'll be great. No, no, we're good. I'm, I got this. And he shows up, and I mean, he is sloppy ass, fucking full on. I'm gonna tear my pants dancing at Rory Zacker's wedding, drunk. And he starts yeah. just, and I just went. I, I literally was like. Oh, I just got to let this go. And I mean, I just Don, Don, literally, I, this is one thing I remember from the night. Don went and got the helmet Dana makes him wear when she takes him to the mall for new pants. And he put it on. He's like, shit's going to get weird. And, and so I, I yeah, it was, it was, he said, it just, 
And so he gets, and he's so drunk. And it, it, it was your birthday, in fact. It was like you're telling me what you, my birthday weekend. What you yeah. learned, yeah, yeah, what you learned in your birthday. But he had to talk about what a bunch of assholes he and his friends at work were to the staff at the bar they went to. And they were assholes. They were complete assholes. But apparently because they told them not to put their feet up on the table or stand on the table or some shit. Well, then they are. Those people were dicks. Yeah, you did. Unless. But like. And so my point is. So then the next day I put it up and the next day is like, hey. This is the misrepresentation of the truth. Would you would you would you take the episode down? And I I, I did I thought he was joking. I mean, why would we ever? If you've heard the Apecast, the shit we say yeah. in the Apecast, you know, if we could get canceled, we would have been canceled years ago. And <laughs> and then God knows God knows Don's trying. I'm always trying. Um, and then uh, and then he's like, I'll give you a hundred dollars. Big Al Franken fan. This guy. Yeah. I'll give yeah. you a hundred dollars. Look at his glasses. Look at his hair. Yeah. Big Al Franken guy. So I'll give you. I'll give you a hundred dollars. I'm like, and I'm laughing. Uh, ha ha. On the video. I'll give you a hundred dollars and a brick of cheese. <laughs> and he knows I love cheese. I'm like, finally, I was like, are you serious? I mean, you really want to censor our podcast because you were like drunk a fucking and- rat? The cheese attracted and he, me. He's like, and oh, he's really? Like, I never got the fucking cheese or the hundred bucks, but I did take. I will give you the both. episode down. I took the episode down. I still have it. I mean, and I'm wow. still willing to pay you in cheese and ever, money. If he ever runs for office, I fucking own his ass. I got all yeah. our original. I've got all the original recordings saved. If I ever run for office, it's the best thing that ever happened to your political career. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't do politics. Data said that there's a, a, there's only one thing I could do, and she would divorce me, and that's if I ran for office. So uh, no politics for me. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, Let's go, brother Harry Harrison, David. So here, brother. yeah. So here, here's my question. Um, there have been. I've spent a lot of my life, you know, of more on the the adult side of things because as kids, I think it's different, I think right? Most like, people do. Well, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, I think as kids, it's as brothers as kids. I, I guess. We got along fine, I think. Like, I mean, we fought like brothers do, like or like siblings do. Like, we just, you know, when you live with somebody, it's fucking annoying. But I think the we fact also that had, we're like, friends now shows that we we did yeah. something right when we were kids. Yeah, we, and I think I mean, we ever, have like, like great. Yeah, like, we have great um, k- kid history. I mean, we've got our annual tradition at Christmas, we would build a fort in Eric's room because it had the bunk beds that just made it easier to, you know, as, as a, as a structure and we would all get together and we'd wake up or like, that was like a, a thing and the wrestling and, mm-hmm. um, you know, Eric had dancing Tony at dinner, yeah, at dinner, Eric, mm-hmm. tell, talk about, talk about that. You gotta explain this. I actually you can't just know. throw out dancing. Tony no, no, and I know, have a I know, story. but I want to know, like, not only like, tell us what dancing Tony is or, well, was and will be again. Dancing Tony will rise again, much like the South. You can listen to the Literate Apecast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast, Jones. If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com.